this is she and I want to thank all of you for joining us in this moment. Tonight we are diving into a conversation about the me and the we as it relates to self-love and actually a little secret on how potentially we can integrate and blend a little bit more effectively in our interpersonal relationships, within our work environments, within our extended families, within our communities, and within our world systems. So tonight we're going to start by connecting with the phrase, we are one, and we'll dive into that shortly. Then from there, we will talk about how we let go of the we and find me. And there's a very specific reason we're going to do that. And then we're going to dive into a little bit of a meditation just to connect you back to you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the practice of cultivating me. And finally, we will then look at what that outcome will look like and how it will beautifully re-merge us with the we or our communities, our families, our relationships in a much more authentic, genuine manner, and we will feel much more fulfilled without angst, without dis-ease. And ultimately, this will give us a greater level of compassion, love, and tolerance for each other and for self. So this is rather exciting, (laughs) I think, to contemplate some of these concepts. And really, they're concepts, they're ideas for you to look and connect with about yourself. So last week I led a little bit into inspiration and fully acknowledging that every single one of us has aspects of ourselves that are multifaceted. So that's why I was contemplating the phrase, we are one, and this is sometimes seen in New Age spiritual or... Hmm, some esoteric texts that we are one. Well, funny enough, I decided I would go forward and try to find a song um, that would really be fun to play some point in this segment. Well, I came to the conclusion that there really aren't any really exciting songs about we are one. Sorry, musicians, for all of you that correct Uh, created any music that said we are one i'd love to hear them if you have one that you feel is amazing i just went through most of them and even um bob barley i just wasn't so excited about it so what that said to me and some of the tones were really quite fun to play with might have been a parody what that said to me is that we are one might actually be a little bit of an oxymoron But let's explore and find out. Now, the reason that I want us to connect with the me is because of this very important concept is that what happens is I might say, well, we are all one, and smile and stare at you, and you might look at me and say, what is she talking about? Clearly, we're two separate people. And the fact of the matter is, in this third dimension on planet Earth, we all have our own identities. This could be known as the id, the ego, the I. And it's really important that we do because even if we brought ourselves all the way down to 
one molecule, then that's all that would exist, just a molecule. And if that was all that existed, that would probably be really boring. So since that's not the reality that we're perceiving in this third dimension on planet Earth, nor is it anything that I have experienced anywhere in the universe when I astral travel from one dimension to the next. So what we're going to talk about is that we aren't necessarily one, yet we can come together and create these beautiful tribes and communities and co-create and realize that we do have an interconnectedness that our energy exchanges between each other. However, how do we make a beautiful song if I'm the violin and you're the trombone? How do we make a song together? And how do we respect each other that sometimes the trombone is going to be heard louder than my violin? And maybe they won't even play at the same time. So as we use this metaphor of an orchestra, Let's look at what often comes up in relationships, what often comes up at work, is that we start to realize that everyone isn't one, and, well, you're not like me, and I'm not like you, and why do you think that, and I don't agree with you, and what happens? All of a sudden, we have conflict. So... Rather than placate a conversation with something so simple as saying, well, we're all one, we could say, you know what, we're absolutely different, and that's exciting. And why is that exciting? And are we willing to look at each other, even in times where we feel strife, negativity, are we willing to sit through some of those uncomfortable moments, maybe, just maybe, to see something a little differently, to open up our heart and explore maybe even the art of a healthy debate. So, yes, we aren't the same. You're not like me. I'm not like you. The way we relate to each other, the way we perceive each other, all my life experiences aren't like yours. They might have been similar, but not the same. So within that alone, there's no possible way for any of us to actually know what it feels like to be each other. It does, there's no tangible words to even explain what we feel. We might be able to record these vibrational frequencies and go into a quantum level together. However, for many of you, you might miss the tactile experience, the conversation staring into each other's eyes, experiencing the senses. So while we're here, what do you say? Why don't we think about exploring each other and ourselves and understanding that we can all coexist, we can play together, we can have a lot of fun, and we can still be me. You can be you, I can be me, she can be he if she wants, or he can be she. Whatever we want, we can do this and we can still get along. So the question may be, <clears throat> you're not like me. You can all of a sudden be in a marriage for a long period of time and realize, like, wow, we are so different right now. Now, the reality might be that just because you're different, maybe you can find new common ground, or maybe it's time to head down separate paths. 
acknowledging who we are and then realizing who we are allows us to, one, embody that. First, the person has to embody it before we go labeling everyone else. We have to say, gosh, this is who I am. This is what I need. This is what I want. It's a lot easier for everyone around you to accommodate what you might be needing in a moment or wanting in a moment if they understand what you're asking for or if they can hear your voice or if they actually can see you in action embodying that which you say you are versus that which you just speak that you are. And this is an example we've talked in the past about authenticity and truth. You might be a proponent of something. You might stand up and orate about freedom of speech, yet you might censor your children. There are many times that that which we speak isn't exactly what we embody because it becomes a practice. And I can say for self, I've had plenty of practice at learning to come into my own truth, embody what I speak about, and admit humbly that I'm still a work in progress. So once we learn that we're not like everyone else, but it doesn't mean that we have to separate, but we can actually integrate and blend together. There are some obvious things when we feel fully self-confident in who we are. All of a sudden, there aren't barriers. So if you imagine a small child, they're playing in a play box of sand and doing their toys and talking and playing imaginary and just exploring whatever is existing for them in that moment. They're not so concerned about if one kid has red hair and one kid has green eyes and one kid is from Thailand and the other one is from Russia. They're not so concerned about that. They're more more excited about being in the moment together and co-creating and playing. They fully will recognize and state the differences, but not in a way of judgment. They will just state what is. They'll state hey, he has green hair. I remember uh, when I was a lifeguard once, I was sitting in the doctor's office and these kids were sitting there waiting for their turn. And there was a woman there and her hair was actually blue, the statement, the blue hair. The little girl just blurts out, Mommy, why is her hair blue? It's not that the it's bad. The girl just wanted to know. So this is the difference is when we're fully confident in who we are, we can state what is, and sometimes that truthfulness, that authenticity is so beautiful and refreshing because we don't have to worry about hidden meanings. So this is an incentive for embracing the me, the you, the I, because then we are more clear with our communication. Now, how this helps us to coexist is that if I can show up and say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, what are you about? Suddenly we have a gateway for communication and we can recognize that, hey, you know, my uncle that's an artist, he needs his time to paint. He needs solitude. He needs his time in his studio. I wouldn't expect him to go out every single night with me or maybe not even at all because I'd recognize who he was at his core. Someone might realize, hey, she likes to sit in silence and she needs to have that downtime because that fills up her soul. Once we start to recognize for self what our, our needs are, our base needs are, 
beyond food, water, and shelter, just our our idiosyncrasies that maybe you like to sleep in, maybe you like to leave the house a mess and then clean it up later, or maybe you need to have the house perfectly clean at all times. Whatever it is, it's okay. But once we realize who we are and how we need to operate and can communicate that to the people that we maybe coexist with, to our extended family members, to our community, and no longer worry about hurting people's feelings and saying, hey, this is who I am, this is what I like to do. It alleviates a lot of drama, and we can actually feel confident enough in who we are by actually showing up in every moment and stating just that, this is who I am. Or, you know what, you might want to know this about me. Sometimes I'm take a long time to wake up in the morning and I'm okay with a lot of chaos but I may not completely be responding to everything around me because I'm just coming back into my body. So by telling people what's going on for you, then they're not making assumptions, they're not creating stories in their head, they're not saying, wow, she's really moody in the morning. Little do they know that She's not even in her body in the morning, <laughs> let alone having a mood. So these simple things help each other relate to each other. And they strengthen our community because we are transparent with each other. So these are, as I'm talking about this, like how do we coexist, these directly impact the we when we become more in alignment with our highest self, that's what I'll refer to, that we strengthen our community. Because what happens is if we really know who we are, we actually come to a place where we want to serve. We know who we are. We know what we need. We know how to create an environment so that we can get that. And then we're more than happy in any given moment, once we know that, that maybe we could... Uh, put ourselves aside and be of service to someone else or get everything we need and then be of service because we'll be full of extra energy. Also what this does is it cultivates compassion, tolerance, and then the judgments drop. No longer are we looking outside of ourselves to put people down, to label them, to tell them they're wrong, tell them that they've wronged you because we suddenly have taken responsibility for who we are. We realize in every moment we're given the opportunity to express ourselves, to actually decide if we want to be angry, mad, happy, sad, glad. We get to choose that. No one else does. It's us, the me. The me gets to choose that. Not the we, the me. So... Also what this does is it expands our world view. And with that, then we can start welcoming in our fellow human species, humanity on planet Earth. We're not separate countries. We're not separate nationalities. We're not even really separate anything in that sense. In that sense, we all are citizens of planet Earth and we live on different locations around the world. We live in different neighborhoods. It doesn't make us different. It makes us actually a big, giant global community with what? A different 
identities, different expressions, different creativeness, lots of beautiful things that we can pull together to create this beautiful tapestry. Now, what is the final purpose of the we? Well, just to give a little joke here, um, as I mentioned earlier, that this phrase, uh, we are one, it has really become a little bit of a new age esoteric jargon, maybe is predominant in other belief systems, I don't know. But really, I find when we say that, we are one, we actually are creating maybe a humor, maybe a scapegoat, and maybe we haven't sat and contemplated how vast the universe is and the complexity that exists out there and that really there is a unifying force, which she might call love, somewhat as scientists may call energy, and that could probably even be disputed. So right now, as we're perceiving it, we're not one in the sense of that we have all these different expressions. And if we are one, then we are very imaginative and we have a lot of friends. <laughs> so whoever's in charge of all this, uh, they have a great imagination. And then when they turn that off, we will all blend very quickly into that one source of energy. So where are we going to go from here? We've discussed that maybe we're not one, that how important it is to maybe consider the me. So as mentioned earlier, she was looking for a song with We Are One just to play and have fun. Because she's silly that way sometimes. However, that didn't really happen, and then she immediately thought of Random Rab and his song apparently letting go now. So she surrendered in the moment and decided, we're going to ground the concept of, concept of me and we by connecting to Random Rab, and apparently, as you connect to the song, think about letting go. What aspects of your relationships are you holding on to someone else's identity and wanting to change them, shift them, make them be something else? Think about where you can let go within yourself, within your community, within your family and your surroundings as you connect to the song.
Well, with the let go, we let go a little bit of the me and the we just for a moment. And the reason we do this, as we've explored a little bit about the we and the me, and that maybe we're not one, (laughs) is that once we kind of surrender to that, we start to see all the flowers in the garden, all the vegetables, all the different options that are out there. And we might realize that if we have become so engrossed in community or a tribe or a family that we might have lost part of our own identity, that we might have forgotten who we are. Oftentimes this can happen when you enter parenthood. It can happen, you can lose disconnect with your partner, you can lose disconnect with yourself because being a parent is a selfless act, it's a beautiful act, but you can feel a little lost at times and not even remember what it was like to go to the bathroom by yourself or to take time for yourself. This can also happen when you're working really long hours and you're so focused on work that you forget anything else that made you happy or excited. Or you might have some of those core issues of not really knowing what it means to think for yourself and love yourself and know how to be alone and by yourself and be empowered in the self. And why this is so important is that if you can't be with self, if you can't sit still with self, if you can't comfortably be alone, that this is a sign that there's a part of you that has some type of dis-ease inside. So imagine everywhere you go, you're carrying that uncomfortableness with you, with your job, with your children, with your partners, with your friends, all of these experiences, you're carrying that with you. Now, you might be able to mask it, and you might be able to hide it. You might be able to put on a great poker face. However, it's still there. Energetically, it's still there. A friend of mine was just telling me yesterday about a study they did with plants that they actually took a lie detector test and put it on the plants and the plants would actually respond. They would have an energetic response. One, when you would speak to the plants, which many of you may have heard this. Two, the plants would actually have a, even a greater response when they would hear the thoughts transmitted to them. Now imagine this. The plants are hearing our thoughts. So what does this suggest? We can all hear our thoughts if we work on our telepathy. We transmit our energy all the time. I can have friends across the world and we cannot even be physically talking and we can feel each other. Or if we have an emotion, it comes straight at each other because we're in tune with each other that way. We can feel it immediately. And some of you may have experienced this before. So... That is why it's so, so important to connect to this beautiful being that you are and feel calm with every aspect. And you may know that some of your traits are 
potentially your gifts, but they could also be your nemesis too. When we get really realistic with ourselves, when we start to really know ourselves, we realize who we are and we can better communicate to people, especially if some of those hmm, idiosyncrasies rise up and maybe we act a certain way. At least we can act that way and then come back and say, hey, you know what, I'm sorry, I was getting completely triggered or I was feeling an emotion. It wasn't you, it was me. And that allows for more authentic communication and self-empowerment. So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling not connected to yourself, if you can't even say what music might excite you, what kind of art would excite you, uh, you can't even, or your passions, or you may not be able to share or have time for the things that you used to love to do, like sports or different activities or outings or hiking or being in nature, whatever it may be, if you don't remember having a moment to do that or even what that is, then it's time just to stop, get quiet, and reconnect to self. Pull away from all your obligations. Maybe spend a little bit more time reflecting and figuring out who is this person inside? Or maybe start engaging in new communities. Sometimes when we go through growth spurts, we go on a self-discovery process, we end up in certain communities. You might have, might have gone through a deep healing period. So maybe you were in a healing type community. Maybe you were in a, a yoga community or an Eastern philosophy community. And yes, that maybe is an aspect of you, but maybe you used to be this amazing entrepreneurial business person and you could take some of those concepts you learned and bring them back into the business world full force. Oftentimes, and I see this a lot when working with people, they get so thankful for the knowledge and the wisdom that they're receiving, they get a little lost in that path and forget to bring those pearls of wisdom back to them to whatever they might do as it used to exist in some Andean communities and even in indigenous communities everyone carried the same sense of consciousness and awareness and teachings it wasn't in a book or this or that or whatever everyone had it so whether you were the farmer or you were the bus driver everyone carried it they, but they also carried this gift of who they were so they could drive the bus with complete enlightenment. They could go and farm potatoes with complete enlightenment. Now, what does this do? It completely starts shifting the whole community if everyone is doing their gift, delivering their gift. And this is why we truly aren't one because we have a lot of parts to us and we have a lot of beautiful things to co-create together. So if you've lost your connection, take some time for self. As I've mentioned in the past, whether it's meditation, solitude, reduce the number of obligations that you have and your children. There's a lot of activities that kids have to run around and doing. Just going to school alone is a lot. Reduce the amount of activity so there's more time as a family, there's more time for the individual, time to reflect and be still and realize who you are and what you want to do. And guess what? Moms and dads, if you reduce the activities, you'll have more time to figure out what makes you happy and maybe bring some balance back to your relationships 
And the same thing goes if in partnership, if you've been in a long-term relationship and you've lost connection with each other, if you take some time to reconnect to yourselves, this is how you can rekindle a romance. This is how you can rediscover each other and self at the same time. Now, what is the importance of me? Why would we really want to cultivate a me and not a we? We'll get back to the we. But the reason we want to cultivate a me and how this can help our society, as I mentioned earlier, some of the Andean communities, indigenous communities around the world, everyone carried the same philosophy, a uh, philosophy where everyone was taken care of, everyone had equal at the same time. I've done an interview with a gentleman and he talked about, like, if I have a shirt, you have a shirt. If I have shoes, you have a shoe, shoes. So if we know who we are, then we actually will, as mentioned earlier, be more inclined to serve others and help others and make sure that everyone is taken care of. So what happens when we start to reconnect to ourselves is that we learn to start thinking for ourselves, to have critical thinking, not to just go with the flow in the sense of meaning that if all of a sudden people are doing, uh, I don't know, some kind of, something like, as I might say, if everyone's drinking shooters or something like that and you don't drink but you feel like you have to to fit in, that's a problem. You're not participating in critical thinking saying, hey, I don't even drink, but I'm going to do this right now so I blend in. We don't need everyone to blend in. We need to learn how to co-create and be cohesive and then we can blend in that manner, but not the other way around where everyone has to do the same thing. And in a society where we are kind of maneuvered through mass media, even on the areas where you think you're not being touched, whether it's your phone, whether it's the social media networks, whether it's YouTube, there's been this driving force. People are all working in a certain way and they're being guided by the, the the we, when really, maybe if we step back, we can learn to have a little bit more critical thinking. And why this is so important is, for example, right now, with all our social media out there, with access to instant information, and this crazy love affair with being, I don't know, having billions and millions of views of something, or likes, and all this stuff, this doesn't teach people, one, to have a lot of critical thinking. It's like, wow, there's... 50,000 views or 10 million views, this must mean it's good. People might watch it and fall just because there's a number. Then they might take in the information and because it's a high number, people are looking at numbers and saying, oh, 10 million people looked at this, this must be true. Well, the reality is is that we're not critically thinking. We're not thinking for ourselves. We're not stopping and saying, hey, maybe not in all cases, but... It's really important to think of critical thinking and to say, is this true? Should I back check it? How do I back check it? Is there any way to know what I'm watching on the internet or in the paper or in a magazine has any truth or is it fiction? And as a friend of mine recently said, it's all fiction. But if we take time to bring critical thinking, this will really help the individual 
stand within the community and be of greater service to the community because it'll bring in questions that maybe we need to think about before we build that road, before we plant that garden, before we spend all that money on something that doesn't need to be used in that manner. So critical thinking is really important. It helps us reconnect to the eye. Then also what happens is the importance of the me is that we have self-empowerment. We no longer feel that we can't speak. We realize that we have the confidence to move forward and do what we want to do with greater efficiency, grace, and drive. So for those of you out there that might be on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicine, or just making it through each day with a lot of angst or sorrow or suffering, realize if you're empowered, you might still feel those things, but you can pull yourself up and keep moving forward. Or you completely still with your stuff and know that maybe something's going to come up, you're going to address it, but you're still empowered and so that every moment you can show up with that amount of energy. You won't be riding this emotional roller coaster or this mental roller coaster or this third chakra solar plexus roller coaster because this is where your drive comes from. This is how you actualize your dreams. So once you reconnect to the eye, you know what you need for your drive, for your cosmic flow. Uh, is There's a mantra, Om Ratam Namaha. Om Ratam Namaha. That means I am in cosmic flow with the universe. That means that you have found your cosmic reflection and you know how to flow. That means that you're connected to the me. Hmm. What that does is when you're connected to the me, to the highest self, to the person inside, no longer are you making choices that are non-integral, that aren't in truth, because you've come into a level of code of conduct within self. And there's no shame. There's no guilt. You're able to realize that maybe someone's trying to give you guilt. Maybe someone's trying to give you blame. But you realize, you know what, this is who I am. And I'm actually really operating very integral. I'm okay with myself. Typically when people are blaming others or pointing fingers or saying this, that, or the other about someone, that means that they're not okay with themselves. So those are big red flags when you're in that environment. Also what happens when you connect with the me, you are able to actualize your dreams Whatever it may be in the moment, it may change over time, but you can actually see those dreams come into manifest. So that's how you know that you're more connected to your drive, your inner being, because you're able to do that. Now, as I mentioned earlier, if you're on anxiety, depression, <clears throat> medication, or other things to help numb you, Sometimes I guess this is needed depending where your mental space is and if you can get through the day. If you're having a really hard time, these tools, pharmacology, whether it's natural or uh, synthetic, are designed to stabilize, to get you through that patch, and then you come out of it. What will happen when you connect to self, when you connect to that self-empowerment, you connect to your flow, you just feel it, 
And many of you, if you right now just stop for a moment and reconnect it to who you are, you might remember even in this moment or other moments in your life where you just sailed, you just flew, and everything came together. If for some of you, you've never mastered that in this life, you've never felt that flow, I would write that down because I would say that was part of your life work. If you feel like you've never had a sense of flow, that's a big indicator that your life mastery is to master your flow, master who you are, and find that flow, that effortlessness within the universe and within your life. When we do this, what happens is we reduce dependency on each other. We reduce crime when we connect to who we are. Because guess what? If you're fully empowered and actualized, you're going to be compassionate, loving of yourself. You're not going to be needing anything from anyone else, nor would you ever think about inflicting abuse or crime on anyone else. I promise you, anyone that's really happy with themselves, they just don't do mean things to other people. And if they say they will, let's call me up and let's talk about it. I I don't agree that we will reduce all the violence that we see on this planet if we learn to love ourselves, to be empowered, to remember the me. Then we can be a we. Remember who you are. And then let's go out there and play together. Finally, as I mentioned earlier, what happens is that we create a gateway when we come into our truth, into our highest self, when we remember the me, we have an authentic voice, a voice that is kind, a voice that is loving, that comes from our heart, and we're not afraid to use it. So what what does this mean? This means that actually these two amazing things fall away fear and doubt and guess what if you master not having fear or doubt you've connected with one of the golden keys of the universe those two things fear and doubt can poison any situation so this is exciting a new way to look at self and to connect to self and really connect with the inward aspect of who you are So what we're going to do right now is we are going to lead in with a song and then we are going to connect with a meditation led by she and within that meditation we're going to connect to ourselves, to our highest self and this is often the hardest part that we have to start with and that's starting by looking in really connecting to our inner self. And the key ingredient that we need to do that is compassion for ourselves because we are quite beautiful creatures here. I call us creatures because we all have these beautiful idiosyncrasies that make us us. And when we really observe it, it's quite sweet. And when we have to look at ourselves, If we can bring in a little humor, if we can bring in a little compassion in our heart center, we can realize that we are human. (laughs) We're light, man. (laughs) So with that being said, I want you to just sit back, relax, 
We're going to dive into the song. Her name is Michelle Dumond. I met her at the Langley Ferry Launch uh, working at the tea shop. And this song is called Mani Padme Home. Oh, Mani Padme Home, which is a mantra for compassion and protection. So as we dive into that, then we'll dive a little bit deeper into self. Oh, 
take a deep breath into the heart center, connecting with your heart, breathing in and out. The heart breath is the quickest way to just stop and connect with self, to remember self. And it's a beautiful way to release any dis-ease within your entire system, breathing in love and exhaling love. Breathing in peace and exhaling peace. Breathing in joy and exhaling joy. Mm. Now, with the breath, bringing the awareness of welcoming in that connection with self. Breathing in up through the heart. And as you bring the breath, bring it up through the throat to the crown of the head and just creating this beautiful loop through the heart, throat, up through the crown of the head and just imagine the light expanding out through the crown, just washing over your entire being and then coming back, connecting to the universal frequency of love and that will enter your heart And then bring it back up again, breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. One more time, breathing in and out. And now as the heart continues to receive from the universe, just connect to the core of your being, connecting to the base of your spine, welcoming up the energy from the earth, and just welcoming in for the reconnect with self.
just connecting to the base of the spine. Welcome up with the energy into the solar plexus, connecting to self. cosmos, connecting to your cosmic reflection, your light through the solar plexus, and imagining the mind's eye just gazing out into the universe and connecting to your star reflection, to your being. Remembering self, 
the beautiful reflection that each and every one of you are with a breath bringing in gratitude and peace And then releasing that love and gratitude for self and others out into the world, out into the universe. Bringing in the remembrance of home. environment, activating the hands and the feet, feeling the earth, and just being still for a moment. And as you're reconnecting and just remembering that in every moment, if you need to take a pause to stop and collect your thoughts, put those hands on the solar plexus, one over another, stacked, and just connect to who you are and as you learn to listen and activate to this aspect of your body you'll realize that there's quite a powerful intuition center that's located there that's because it connects you to the universe your cosmic self and where that's connected to the mind's eye the intuition is this is our signal signal this is our antenna that allows us to transport information, but we can transport just as much information from the solar plexus and our heart center. So be mindful of where you're sending energy from and what type of energy you're sending from from those locations. And if you experience a lot of dis-ease in this region, the solar plexus and the heart, a big indicator that it's time to reconnect with self, do some healing, awakening to self, and find your inspirations, your passions, find your me. Then we can go back to being a we in a much more healthy, balanced manner. Now, you might say, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to practice this? Well, quite simply, we, first of all, will we the me the i the she will connect to our passions and take some time as mentioned earlier to identify what are you excited about what would you like to spend the day talking about and do you remember some conversations that you might be missing i remember a couple well it's actually been 4 years now when i came out of the jungle in costa rica I was in between retreats that I was conducting and I was put into a think tank. And within that think tank, everyone came from different parts of the world. We all had different things to offer. And in that moment, I became so intellectually stimulated. The I and me loves to engage in wisdom, in conversation. I like to talk about science, art, culture, you name it. She likes to talk about it, history. 
It's fun to explore wisdom for she. So that was an indicator that I felt like that was missing. And sure enough, you know, I had been on somewhat of a healing journey, yet I hadn't been stimulating that aspect of myself. So that was a sign for me to say, hey, it's time to connect with some new bodies of information, some new stimulation, some things to think about, to explore. I was just listening to an interview not that long ago, and there was a gentleman say, stating I've not confirmed this, but stating that we use about 4% of the knowledge of the universe. 4%. That means we use 4 cents out of 100, (laughs) of a dollar, of 100%. So 4%. That's not a lot. So we have plenty to explore and keep our mind going. So to practice, connect to your passions, connect to what stimulates you, connect to what you would like to welcome into your world around you. If you're passionate, you're definitely going to be an attractor of the things that you would like to bring into your life. Then also another practice is to realize when you're going too much with what the group's doing and you're not really giving any input, you don't have an opinion, is to stop going with the flow in that manner. Start thinking about what does John want to do? What does Bob want to do? What does Susie want to do? Ask yourself and do what you would like to do. If we all would take the time to realize that, hey, I don't want to go there, then don't go there because you're going to bring that energy to that location. And I do this with my kids. If they're not really excited about going somewhere, I will oftentimes allow them certain times to stay at home or do something different so that they can experience what it feels like to have a voice and actually get to do that. And yes, there are some times that we all get to go someplace and maybe we didn't want to go, but we discover it's fun or we have a good time. And that's important too. But for right now, if you need to reconnect yourself, take time to re-grab your voice and also you can notice if that you're a little disconnected from who you are. So you might be asking for a lot of approval, affirmations, and this is an indicator that you might have a little area to fine-tune right there. Start stopping, thinking, listening, and then connect to your heart and then speak. This is a great practice. Stop, listen, wait, connect your heart, and then speak. This is a great practice to learn how to connect to your highest self, your truest self. You will not be reacting out of emotion or an over-orating ego, (laughs) the other end of the spectrum. So the key here is we're trying to reconnect to the I, but the highest I, your highest reflection, and your most passionate reflection Then, once you have started to feel like, wow, I'm really connecting to who I am, what I want, I'm really connecting to a nice way of presenting myself and connecting to people from a heart space, that I'm ready to reintegrate with my community, my tribe, my family, my partner, my children, my world community, whatever it might be. Allow yourself that integration time and then see where you fit within that community. And it might be that that community doesn't serve you anymore and then it's time to find a new one. Or 
that your role is going to shift or you're going to realize that, wow, I really wasn't even doing anything that I would want to do in that situation. You might even realize that your role at work might change. Then when we feel empowered, when we feel confident and excited, sometimes we just want to share all our goodness. How we dial this back a little bit, especially when we're integrating into a group and understanding that everyone may not be where you are at that moment, that really powerful just to bring in humility. Bring it in your pocket, soften the gaze, and take a moment in. Again, stop, listen, bring your energy into your heart center and say, how can I serve? What do you need? And in that moment when you ask, what do you need? How can I serve? That will shift the energy. And also bringing in gratitude. When people are arriving and giving, bring that level of gratitude. It changes the vibration. So what will be the outcome? Well, we've mentioned some of them, but what will be the outcome is as you reconnect to the self, to the I, the me, you will start to have authentic communication. Within that voice, that authentic voice, you will be embodying the authentic you and you will become more effective and efficient in your work and in your life. This will yield beautiful, beautiful outcomes in all aspects of your life. Also, you will, as mentioned earlier, drop fear and doubt. So drop away Habits that don't serve, dependencies, addictions will start to fall away because you remembered you. You weren't so busy numbing self. And you'll remember how beautiful you are, your divine perfection. Also, the outcome is is that that vibration is higher. You have a sense of self-worth. You, uh, as I mentioned, will not doubt. You will know where you're supposed to be. You'll be similar to someone that's handling the emergency room, a doctor, they're not going to have any doubt. They're not going to have any fear. They're just going to move where they need to go. And they're going to know, hey, I need to sit back. I need to let that person have a turn. It's a beautiful way when you become completely self-aware because then you truly can serve because you see where you can lend a helping hand or maybe that you can be compassionate. Judgment drops, expectations drop, you realize that maybe a lot of the energy that you spent over silly arguments, communications, and dialogues will just dissipate. They'll vanish. So that's the outcome. Once we reconnect with the me, then we can integrate with the tribe, the community, the family, the friends in such a balanced manner that we will be in the center we will be able to say, wow, I feel like I'm being seen, heard, I feel loved, I feel empowered, and I'm doing what I want to do in every moment. So those are just some little tips and some contemplations that we can think about when we want to think about self and then how we bring it back to the community in a healthy, authentic, and transparent way. And guess what? The big bonus is you won't feel like you have to tell fibs, white lies to protect people. You'll realize it's better just to speak the truth and you will be there in truth. And that will in itself start to transform our society. So 
Until next time, if you have any questions, if you'd like to dive a little deeper into yourself or need assistance in mastering self, please feel free to reach out and you can email me at s at suzannetoro.com. That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-T-O-R-O.com. And until next time, we are going to sign out with a song by Here to Here called Ego. It's kind of fun, and I love their demeanor in this group. I know them personally. They just bring uh, spirituality and any of the, some of those esoteric concepts, and they let you have fun with it. And the ego, it's it's part of us. It's part of us, so it's okay to have it. We just need to dial it down a little sometimes, or maybe we need to dial it up. Whatever works in the moment, if we can operate from that heart space and with compassion and love, I think we might just find our way. So we'll sign out with Here to Hear. The song is called Ego. And until next time, this is she with a soft gaze, a full belly of laughter tonight, a humble heart, and a namaste.
the ego What happened to them happy days I'm so amazed Where did we go We decided to grow Blossoming into this brain That's insane When it thinks on us all And absolute It's the range You got a problem with your ego You got a problem with your mind You got a problem with a problem 